Hello, introverted entrepreneurs and leaders. I am Patience Sukumbono, and I'm here to guide you on a transformational journey. If you have ever felt the fear of stepping into your leadership potential, battling self-doubt or struggling with overthinking, and the fear of being in the limelight, you are definitely in the right place. Together, we'll explore your unique strengths, help you create a presence in the marketplace, and build profitable, impactful businesses. We'll navigate the pathway to leadership, wealth, freedom, and confidence. Join me as we embrace the power of introversion, develop unwavering confidence, and transform your quiet strength into powerful impact. It's time for introverted women to rise, and it starts right here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to Quietly Confident Introvert Podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. And on today's episode, which is episode four, I'm excited that we're making this journey. I'll be talking about confidence boost for introverts, how to harness the power of one. So basically, confidence is in the title of this podcast. And my intention is to focus in the first few episodes on talking about confidence. There's a tendency in the coaching world to talk a lot about focusing on yourself. This can make some people uncomfortable because obviously focusing on yourself can feel a little bit like selfishness. However, it's so important to understand that you cannot give what you don't have. So therefore, Focusing on yourself can be done in a way that is strategic, that makes you feel right, that makes you feel comfortable. And today, therefore, we'll be talking about the power of one. How can you harness the power of one? That one is you. So that's what I want to talk about on this podcast today. If you have been listening for a while now, or you have been joining me in the first few episodes, welcome and thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me of empowering introverts to build their confidence and step out and be their best self. The first thing in terms of how do you uh, develop your confidence boost by harnessing the power of one, like I said, one is yourself. So let's talk about the very first thing straight away, we want to talk about self-acceptance and how that plays a part in helping you to boost your confidence. With increasing self-acceptance comes self-actualization. Like I said in the introductory part of this conversation we're having together today, you cannot give what you don't have. Therefore, it's important to accept who you are as an introvert because that acceptance would lead to self-actualization. In a spiritual sense, because as if you've been following me or maybe my intros, you, you would know that I'm a spiritual person and faith is one of my top three core values. So I tend to lean into talking a lot about faith and in many of my podcast episodes, you would hear me reference a lot of things about faith because for me to be authentic, I have to be sharing the things that have made a difference to my life. So in terms of self-acceptance, when you accept yourself, you're basically 
accepting the intentionality of your creation, whether that be your strengths, your flaws, your quirkiness, <laughs> your weirdness, whichever way you want to call it. You are actually accepting that intentionality of being created in, in the case of, for me, my faith is by a higher being, by God. Loving yourself, therefore, and accepting yourself is an act of gratitude. And most importantly, gratitude would help you to harness that power of one. Because you'll be able to accept yourself for who you are. And once you accept yourself, again, the good book says, love thy neighbor as yourself. That's why it's so useful to start with accepting yourself. Because when you love yourself, then you know how to love other people. You know how to accept other people for who they are and what they bring to the world. It's important to love yourself. When you love yourself, you nurture yourself. And when you nurture yourself, you increase the level of self-acceptance. Yeah, there's this saying that um, what comes first? Is it the chicken or is it the egg? I'm not sure is that important. What's important is that the chicken cannot exist without the egg and the egg cannot exist without the chicken. What does that mean? That means that if you don't nurture yourself, you cannot accept yourself. And if you don't accept yourself, you cannot nurture yourself. So that's why it's so important. The first step in being able to harness the power of one so that you can increase and boost your confidence is self-acceptance. The second thing that is important when it comes to boosting your confidence through playing or harnessing the power of one is playing to an audience of one as well. That means that when you're creating, you consider that creativity as creating first and foremost to fill yourself up, to make yourself feel good about what you're doing, to love what you do and do what you love. Because one of my mentors says this, he says, if you do what you love, you will never walk a day in your life. And isn't that true? And the other thing to remember when it comes to strength, which we talked about in episode three, when you're operating from a place of strength, the law of least effort applies. But many times, a lot of us hate what we're doing because the creativity is around whether other people will accept what it is that we're doing or will enjoy the things that we're doing. So last year, I kept thinking about how I structured my business and I've been thinking about it even this year and as we go into 2024. And the question I keep asking myself is, am I enjoying what I'm doing? And if I'm not, why am I not enjoying it? One of the key ways I was able to tune into the answers was by tapping into my strength of, in of introspection. As you well know, that is an introvert superpower. It has its good parts and it has its bad parts. So the good part is that you can look inwards for the answers. You can look inwards for that intrinsic motivation that helps you to decide what's most important. But by looking inwards too much as well, <laughs> you can tend to focus on what's wrong, what's not right about you. So, but today, in terms of what we're going to be talking about, I want to help you focus on the positives about introspection. So I spent a lot of time looking inwards. By looking inwards, I was able to travel backwards in time 
to ask myself, why did I start my business journey in the first place? Why did I start the entrepreneurial journey? Why did I leave a corporate space where there is perhaps what you might call stability of income to pursue something that I have to make happen for myself? The answer was in my why. And I was able to find the why and the deep why, not even from when I left the corporate, but many, many years ago when I first arrived in the UK and decided what I really wanted to do was be an entrepreneur. Of course, I did not find any mentors at the time. I struggled and it took me at least 15 years before I found that courage to make the decision. My aim is that you don't take that long in finding your creativity. What was the reason why I wanted to be an entrepreneur? I really wanted to make a difference to people's lives. It was a question of legacy and creating wealth. And it was also about creating wealth for others through giving them gainful employment. I wanted to be an employer, not just an employee. And so going back and tuning into that, also thinking about what elements of what I do do I really enjoy? Because like I said, playing to an audience of one first and foremost, enjoying what you do. Because the habit of creativity increases the likelihood of success. Liking, enjoying, and feeling proud of what you're creating, this creates whatever you define as success. And sometimes in the beginning, it might not look like what you're creating or what you're doing would matter a lot to other people or the way that you're doing it. So uh, again, in this journey of understanding what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and how to best really build my confidence doing things, as well as harnessing that power of one when it comes to creativity, I stumbled on what is called a short cast. You might have not heard of a short. A short cast is very short, very to the point, and lasts probably maximum of 15 minutes. And in this short cast, the person interviewing was talking to Uh, the author of An Abundance of One, Uh, and his name was Shirin Vina Rao. Basically, he wrote An Audience of One, Reclaiming Creativity for Its Own Sake. And he says there that a satisfying life is a matter of staying true to your voice and not seeking external validation, enjoying doing something for yourself. And so when he said that, you know, I thought to myself, yeah, you know, if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, of course, don't get me wrong, entrepreneurship is full of a lot of doing things that you wouldn't necessarily enjoy, but you have to do them because you are the person responsible for getting those results. However, made me look at it differently and made me remember when I read Atomic Habits by James Clare. He said that he started writing because he enjoyed writing. And since he enjoyed writing and it gave him joy, he was writing every day. And as a result of writing every day, he got good at it. He got better at it. He got more confident, especially as he started sharing that writing with the world and finding that people were resonating with the things he was saying. The methodology he was using to develop habits came from life experiences and the challenges he had. 
but he enjoyed talking about his successes and things that he was experiencing as a result of those ha habits and behaviors he was building. People were resonating. And so he kept writing for pure enjoyment of sharing with people. And from there, he was able to build the confidence to write a book. And as they say, the rest is history. Is one of those uh, books that people refer to everywhere when it comes to developing habits. So it's so important to ask yourself, are you playing to the audience of one? Are you making sure that you are tapping into what you enjoy when it comes to creativity? So that's the second point. The third point is talking about confidence itself. So again, just to share with you, my audience, I'm writing a book. I'm in the process of writing a book and it's all going to be talking about my framework, in particular, the aligned introvert method. But it's going to dive deep into other little, little frameworks that I use on the journey to help my clients. And one of them is talking about confidence. And for me, confidence, I was able to split it into two words. And that is confiding in yourself. So for me, confidence, the basic definition for confidence is confiding in yourself your brilliance, your greatness, and your capability to achieve the success that you, you have defined and that you desire. So that for me is the definition of confidence. Well, by splitting it into confidence, uh, co confiding, by splitting confidence into confide in yourself, I was able to think about how would that look like? How does confiding in yourself look like? So I came up with three different ways that you can look at it. So we're going to talk about those three different ways right now. Um, and it's basically around three E's and some S's as well there. So the first one is really confide in yourself the evidence of your brilliance and your capability. By so doing, you build confidence. So how do you confide in yourself by building evidence? You want to be able to Evidence is something you see. Evidence is something you use to convince somebody of something that exists or something that works. So self-acceptance, for example, is you providing that evidence to yourself that you are great, you are lovable. I believe that love is a verb. Love is action. And so providing evidence for yourself requires you to stretch out of your comfort zone, stretch your comfort zone even bigger. So you don't have to get out, your, your comfort zone might be your introversion, but you can stretch that and make sure that you are even have more capabilities, even within maintaining who you are as an introvert. Where you stretch your comfort zone, what you're doing is you're showing yourself that you're capable of doing things. You're going after things and this would require you to have discipline. It will require you to build routines. It will require you to have rituals. And it will also require you to offer yourself grace in times where you feel like you have failed, you're falling short. The more actions you take, perfect or imperfect, and the more bravery you show overcoming fear or doing things afraid, the more you are giving yourself evidence to get rid of self-doubt and to boost your self-confidence. So 
the first step of confiding in yourself is to confide in yourself by giving yourself the evidence that you, you know, you can do what you say you can do. You are confident about it. And if that requires you to really develop your talents more and more, there was this pianist, her name's Vanessa, and she said her mom made her play every day, even though she knew that she was talented in playing the uh, p- uh, the violin, sorry, not the piano, but the violin. She played the violin. Vanessa May, I think her name is. A couple of years ago, she was all over the place on telly playing a lot of her violin. And uh, she did that because, you know, she got good and great at it because she practiced and practiced. Her mom encouraged her to practice and practice. At the time, she felt that her mom was mean her mom was treating her, you know, uh, being too hard on her. But now she's thankful because she was able to prove to herself her brilliance. So the first thing in confiding in yourself is giving yourself that evidence. The second one in confiding in yourself is actually to, uh, you know, say it, say it, bring it into existence, to saying it. When you say how great you are. When you say to yourself, they say, be careful what you say, because you are listening. And many times, like I said in the beginning, introspection can lead to negativity sometimes, because when you look inwards, you might be looking at the past places you have failed, things you have done to disappoint yourself, to disappoint other people, and focus a lot on that and allow that to become a tape that is going on and on. How do you then say those negative things? If you are saying those negative things about yourself, you are reinforcing those things that will erode your confidence and increase your self-doubt. So how do you create a confidence boost? By changing it through affirmations, operating from a place of looking at who you want to be, not who you are, not who you were, who you want to be, your future self, that empowered future self that can do everything they desire to do in the way they desire to do it and get the results they want. If you're operating from that space, you know who that person is and you talk yourself backwards from that person into who you want to become. That is how you build that confidence. So how do you do that? Basically, true affirmations, true affirmations. I am, I will, I can. And I've mentioned that probably in episode three as well, when I talked about strengths, you want to say that. And from a faith perspective, again, drawing from my faith background, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what I do when it comes to affirming is I find things in the Bible I find things in scripture that say positive things about me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I am the head and not the tail. I walk by faith and not by sight. I have strength and energy to mount up with wings like eagles, to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint. You know, I have positive thoughts. I am capable of all things because God has made me capable. No, those kind of affirmations, I'm saying it, and guess who's listening? I'm listening. Guess who's, guess who's taking all that in? Me. 
So you want to speak things into existence. Faith collect those things that are not as though they were. That's again what the scriptures say. So speaking them into existence, speaking them into reality. And so when you do that, they say we see things the way we are, not the way it is. Therefore, if you want to change how you see things, you have to speak into existence how you want to be, right? That's very important. The third one is to confide in yourself the excellence of you. How do you do that? By celebrating yourself. The more you celebrate yourself for the things that you do, for the efforts that you make, you might not feel that you can always celebrate yourself. Obviously, sometimes, you know, you do you do things and they're not the right things. You're disappointed in not keeping your promises to yourself. That's fair. That's fine. But how does that help you if you focus on that, right? So what you want to focus on is what are the things I did well? In my experience, a lot of introverted women shrink back, downplay the things that they are good at because they're focused on maybe the mistakes that have happened or the things they haven't done very well. So like I said in the past, it was the catalyst for me creating my my Win Your Day journal and helping people develop that attitude of celebrating themselves. So you want to be able to confide in yourself your excellence. You want to convince yourself that you are you're great, you're good at what you do. And how would that work it will boost your confidence a lot you're playing to the power of one you're harnessing the power of one before you try to convince other people to celebrate you you have to be willing to celebrate yourself one way of celebrating yourself is to be grateful for every little step that you take for every action that you put in place and the things that you have successfully been able to do the promises you keep to yourself and when they say Gratitude increases altitude. And once you have increased your altitude, guess what? You feel more confident about who you are and what you can do. The other thing is that when you're celebrating, when you're being grateful, when you're rejoicing about something, it's difficult to be sad, right? Because you will get to release the happy hormones, which are like dopamine, endorphins. You know, you release those things. I realize that sometimes, no matter how hard things are, if I jump on a treadmill and I get that workout and the blood pumping, it releases the the you know the hormones, the dopamine that I need, that lifts my mood. Then I come back and I even harness that even more by putting it in my journal and said, Yay, I did 30 minutes today. I did 30 minutes on the treadmill today. I kept my promise to myself of going for an exercise that makes me great. That makes me good. That makes me a strong, disciplined person. Allowing myself to celebrate that, even though it might not look like a big thing to other people, is acknowledging the fact that I have come a long way. I'm acknowledging my progress. I'm acknowledging my journey. They say the success is in the journey, not just in the destination. Therefore, I'm doing that in order to be able to celebrate and give myself evidence, you know, evidence, convince myself of my own greatness, my own brilliance.
What also happens with celebration is that it helps you to embody success. Yeah, you just don't talk about success, you embody success. And you embody success from a place of how you have defined success. And therefore, what happens? You create attractiveness. You might have heard of the law of attraction. You create that attractiveness for yourself. Um, and the more thankful you are, the more you keep saying thank you, the more you find things to be thankful for, the more you attract those things you are thankful for into your life and attract the right people who share the same kind of spirit, the same kind of enthusiasm. I'll give you an example. I didn't want to go networking recently. I really, really didn't want to go. I was feeling very low, but I decided that even if it was for one day, I will go for it and I will embody that person that loves to meet people, loves to connect. So as I walked up and found the courage to go, I got there and I really felt celebratory about it. I said to myself, well done, patience. You did it. You got here. You know, I said it to myself and then I said, why not go get yourself a nice good lunch? And so I went, I got myself nice good lunch and I sat down and I had a nice meal before walking into the space because it was a show and I was going to like, see things for myself, network with other business owners and learn a lot about, you know, different uh, stalls and see whether I can get some collaborations as well. I was walking past and somebody just said, patience. And I looked back and I thought, I can't, I don't, I don't recognize this person. And she said, you look exactly like you look on social media. And then I thought, oh, okay. Then she said, oh, and then she told me her name. And I said, oh, you look different, but I'm glad I look like that. But when she was leaving, I said, thank you for stopping me and saying hi. You have validated me for coming out today, being able to be recognized by somebody that I wouldn't have recognized. That's celebrating me. And this person, I really admire who they are. So I was attracted. Uh, they were attracted to me and it, there was a certain magnetism that allowed them to you know celebrate me and they came back and realized that although they they were following me and things they hadn't accepted my invitation to connect on linkedin and they did immediately that's the first thing the next thing i went indoors i started to chat and talk to one one stallholder and I bought some things off him because they were really nice. And he said, make sure we take a picture. And I thought, really? Usually, you're the celebrity. You're the big person. You're the big name. You should be the one that I should be asking, let me take a picture with you. But it was so intriguing that he said, don't leave until we've taken a picture. And uh, basically, we were able to take a nice picture. And I felt really happy, warm. At the end of that day, I felt good about myself. What am I trying to say? I'm just trying to say that I was able to turn around a bad, bad day by actually acknowledging for myself that I can step out even when I'm having a bad day. So I confided in myself. I gave myself evidence. Then I spoke to myself. I spoke out loud talking about the things that are good about me. And then I celebrated myself. I came back and I acknowledged it and pretty much would do a post to talk about this. 
that's the three ways that you can really, first and foremost, self-acceptance is key. Secondly, creativity, habit of creativity, of doing things that you love and want to do. Before we go, I hope that you found it beneficial. I hope that you learned something new, especially with the three ways that you can confide in yourself, where you can change confidence to confiding in yourself. The first one being that you confide in yourself by giving yourself evidence. The second one being that you confide in yourself by actually speaking into existence who you want to be, not just who you are right now. And the third is by confiding in yourself the excellence through celebration. Gratitude raises your altitude and that increases your confidence as well. I would love to leave you with a very lovely quote that I love by Mariam Williamson. And it says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others around us. So if you want to give yourself a confidence boost, remember that you have to harness the power of one. Remember that your introvert strengths of deep thinking, listening, introspection, empathy, just to name a few, are invaluable qualities in business and in leadership. They also come in handy for you, particularly as you find a quiet space to do the work on yourself to be the best version of yourself. Next episode is going to be talking about a step-to-step -step guide for introverts to discover their happiness number. I hope that you join me. So until next time, I want to encourage you to own your strengths, trust your journey, and let your inner, inner introverted leader shine. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Quietly Confident Introverts. If you found today's discussion valuable, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with others. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower introverted women leaders. Remember, you can also connect with me, Patience Sukumbono, at The Visionary Introverted Woman, where we are dedicated to helping you discover your inner strength and lead with purpose. Stay true to your vision. Embrace your introverted superpowers and let's make a lasting impact together. Until next time, stay confidently introverted.